Welcome, college football fans. It is your favorite host, Bryce Petty. Um, we are the Trevor and Bryce Show. Um, Trevor. Mr. Bryce Petty. What is going that? on, my man? Another week at it. Here we are on the Trevor and Bryce Show. We've been with you all season long. We appreciate each and every one of you guys for sticking with us through the year. I know I've got a pretty annoying voice. My colleague has the voice of an <laughs> angel. Somewhere <clears throat> a mix between yeah. Fergie and Jesus, they say. I know. Um, so I appreciate you guys bearing with me and uh, joining in to listen, listen to Mr. Petty and myself talk Big 12 college football. A lot going on this week. Oklahoma State stays at the top. Baylor falls a little bit. Texas falls even worse. <laughs> and, of course, at the tippy top, yeah, you still that's got what I figured. It was the top. The Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners. Sooners. Bryce, give us yeah. your initial thoughts from the week in college football. Well, there is a reason that I went and bought 16-ounce cans for our beers of the podcast this week. Um, really upset. Took that one to heart. I thought that there was this um, – I we talked about it. I, I felt like it was going to be a trap game, but I did – I didn't feel like it was going to be a trap game at the same time. I thought we'd come in there. Um, we had a lot more to play for. No more GP. Um, injuries, again, all over the field for TCU. And then welcome Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris. Wow. To your point, I don't think it was necessarily a trap game. I mean, yeah, yeah you can call it kind of every game that's right. inferior at this point, a trap game. But none of us sat here and said, oh, TCU's got a shot. But you don't expect a guy to come out and throw for over 400 yards as a, as a, as a freshman, right? Yeah. And, and do the things that Chandler Morris did on Saturday. Well, and the way they played, there, there was just so much emotion on the field. They played together. They actually looked like they were having fun. Um, you know, whatever Jerry Kill said. And it, what was interesting, too, is – you know, Gary Patterson sitting there tweeting at the game. I mean, shoot, this was it, – and I didn't know this, but this is the first time that, you know, Horny Toads have been without GP since 1997. He has been on the sideline for them since 1997, which is, which is just insane. Could you imagine the feeling that he has? I mean, let's all, like, take our, you know, fandom cap off and think about Gary Patterson as a human being. Imagine you – listeners doing something for that long right and now it's still going on yep. you should be out there and you're sitting on the couch with your phone out tweeting about it like mentally the guy's got to be struggling a little bit right you, well you would think so I mean hell he took the same road to work every day same do you know parking spot same door same probably same secretary said hey to every morning for the last 20 years 21 years, and then all of a sudden, snap of a finger is gone in the middle of the season. When was the last time that he had a November Saturday afternoon where he sat on the couch? He probably had his beautiful fire pit going or fireplace. He had a cup of coffee in his hand in the morning. He probably kept his robe on all day long. Like, he didn't know what to do with himself. I think you know, there's a pile, a pile of, of tissue next to him because he's been crying. And, and I w I'd be crying, too. He's probably sad. He's probably mad. He's probably pissed off. He's probably like, eh, I'm good. All the different emotions running through Gary Patterson's head over the last couple of weeks, right? Yes. Do you think he coaches again? Yes. I had to think about that for a right, second. Right? right. I mean, I had to kind of pause and think. You're at, to your point, you're at some place for that long. You're how old how is how old is Gary Patterson? Can we fact check that? I don't. Yeah, he's in he his sixties. He texted 60s. me the other day. I think he's yeah, sixty. Did you wish him happy birthday? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's sixty-one. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty good. good. February thirteenth, nineteen sixty. Okay, he's sixty-one years old. He's rel. I mean, that's that's retirement age. Yeah, but in the coaching world, right? I mean, you that's look prime. at yeah, that's prime. Um, I think he's got a couple years left in him. I think he goes and and shoot. Is this now the time? you know, later in his career where he goes and just gets on a defensive staff in the NFL and does that for a couple of years, keeps his house in in uh, Fort Worth, goes and does that, takes his wife with him, kind of like instead of traveling to Italy, go travel to the United States yeah. to NFL football towns, right? I don't know. It's it's that'll, that'll be a weird day, I feel like, for everybody, seeing him maybe in different colors, obviously a different uh, 
different sideline. But I don't know. I think I think to your point, sixty one is relatively young in this age or the, in this game, anyways. And he's Gary Patterson. That guy's got defense. I mean, he's just a defensive mind. I don't know if I see him getting out of college though. I think I think he stays in college. You know, we'll see. Well, there's there's somebody, some spots opened up. Was somebody with that much um, history in the game, being at one place for so long, having the successes that he did, I would imagine the competitor in him will not allow himself to sleep for the rest of his life knowing that that was the way it ended. He right. wants to go out on a better foot than that. I would you think know? so. So I, I think after we just hashed it out here for a few minutes – I think he will come back. Yeah, in some capacity. So let's let's dive into the games. Let's stay let's stay at that one. Though. Yeah, let's, let's do stay it. at that one. Um, Thirty to twenty-eight. Get, Bryce, give us your I, thoughts. You're obviously the homer here. Give us your thoughts on what Baylor did wrong, what they could have done right. Just give us your thoughts on the game from the Baylor perspective on why they came up short in a game that they absolutely should have won. Yeah. Were they looking ahead? I mean, what? No, just I don't, give I don't us think so. We just, it, it was like we just really didn't get off the bus all that excited. I don't know. It, it, you know, watching it, they kind of – and again, we talked about it last week against Texas, but there are times with this team that you just sense this I hope I don't lose kind of mentality. I hope we get a first down. There's not a lot of aggression from a play calling, and Jeff Grimes has been great all year. I have really enjoyed what he's done on the offensive side of the ball, coaching us, the, the, the play calling, um, just the style of offense we've been running. Again, we've known our identity since week one behind Abram Smith, Tristan Ebner. Um, I just felt like on first and second down, it was just like, ah, I don't I don't know. It's, it's just a weird thing as a fan when you see that. Especially coming from, you know, when we were playing, we wanted to just step on everybody's throat on first down, on second down, on third down, on fourth round, or on fourth down. Um, so we're not, I'm not used to seeing the Baylor, the Baylor football offense, anyways, be methodical. Methodical works at certain times. I don't like methodical um, when we were just sluggish, right? And, and, you know, we, we scored in every quarter and it was fine. It just, it, it just took us a long time to, to, to get there. And the other side of it, too, I think coming in, you know, TC was, TCU was giving up 200 yards on the ground. We thought, which, you know, boated, boated, bedded? Boat, boated. Did bode? Would bode. Would bode. Would bode. Would bode well for our attack, um, knowing that, man, our, our guy, actually, Abram Smith, you know, uh, just eclipsed 1,000 yards on the season and really it was just absolutely flipped. It was like no one really gave TCU offense um, a shout and, and my man, I mean, I don't, I really don't know how you prepare for a guy that you've never seen before who I was saying is like, look, this is like Chandler football, just like Johnny football, you know, in college station. I mean, this guy was running all over the place. He's hyped up. Guys were responding to him a lot. Like what we've seen with Caleb Williams just provided a different kind of spark. And, so I, I don't know. It was just a very weird from the first half of the UT game. It just felt like that was the whole game. Um, and they never, Baylor never really took it when they needed to go take it. Yep. I agree. But hats off again to TCU yeah. coming out. They did have a liar, a, a fire lit under them. Chandler Morris, a big toast to you, my friend. Um, it, there's something to be said about a kid that um, believes in himself. Yeah. You know, goes to OU. Plays amazing in high school at, at Highland Park, right down the road yep. from where you and I live, Bryce. Right. Uh, and then goes to OU. Um, you know, it's not going to work out there because he he's just a little bit less. I don't even want to say talented. We saw his talent on Saturday, but he is. Yeah. He's less talented. He's not quite of a blue chip guy as as Spencer Rattler, as Caleb Williams. So he decides to transfer. Now we might see why Lincoln Riley didn't want him to play in conference because he's got some juice to him. Um, you know, Lincoln obviously saw something in him. He put him in in the Big 12 championship game as a true freshman, let him score a touchdown. So you knew he, you know, he could play. His dad's a coach. Being a coach's son uh, is a it. big deal because it. it's just like anybody else. If you grew up in a house where your dad's in, uh, you know, finance, you're going to understand those terms a little bit mm -hmm. better 
than somebody else. If your dad's a doctor, you're going to understand the medical field just a little bit better. Like my dad's a dentist. I understand what a root canal is probably more than your average person or a filling or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing. You grow up in a coach's household, uh, especially a coach like Chad Morris, Lake Travis, SMU, Arkansas, like some cool places. You're always up around. Like Chandler grew up in the locker room, in the film room. So he – He's got that understanding. It was just cool to watch. It was really cool to watch. So hats off to TCU knocking off Baylor, making this week now, which we'll get to later in the show, not quite as appetizing for for Baylor OU. But I still think it's, you know, obviously a huge game, huge implications in the Big 12 race. Um, It's a massive game. It's a massive game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, again, things have to happen, but they're not out of it. I think essentially what it did was it took it from being – Essentially, college game day opposed to AM Ole Miss. Yeah. In the Grove to just a big game in the Big 12. Right. Right, 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 right. right. And Huge this is, game I mean, in the Big 12. And, and, and as you know, too, I mean, you had your, who were, who were the guys or who were the teams that did, did, and I know it's kind of a figure of speech, but who are the, who are the teams that you guys circled in a locker room and are like, hey, man, we want to beat the brakes off these dudes? Well, you know, we had two big it's rivalry team. games. You always had Texas, right? Neutral side. The game is what it is. Bedlam, Oklahoma State, which, Similar to this year, seems like the whole time I was playing and the whole time, as you say it, mullet man has been there. They're right. always just kind of in the, they're that scab, yeah, you know, that yeah. you, you know, or that, that, that itch that you can't reach on your back. You know, yeah. that's what Oklahoma State is. And there was multiple times prior to them actually having a Big 12 championship game where we'd go to Stillwater or they'd come to Norman for the Big 12 title. Right. Obviously not the years where the – Fighting Bryce Petty's were running through the Big Twelve. Yeah, like Bears. Well, this yep. is this is that team for TCU. I mean, t- I think that TCU circles Baylor every year. Oh no doubt, and, and just loves to wreck them. Loves to to wreck it uh, for us. Stop, Garrett. Golly, I can't believe I said that. I just I actually threw it up in my mouth. Uh, not anymore though. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, shout out, Coach McGuire. But um, I I think that that TCU comes out to play, and I and I also think for Baylor. That being said, Baylor likes to circle them Sooners to do the same thing. They love knocking them off. What a heck of a week to do so. All right, let's move on. Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Oh, my defense. This was a trap game. Oh, my defense. Remember, we talked about this. Could West Virginia replicate what they just did the week prior with Oklahoma State coming to town? Oklahoma State shocked me. I mean, they. Uh, this defense was. This stupid. was the game where I was like, "All right, Oklahoma State's luck's going to run out." Yeah, it's always been a tale of, is is Spencer Sanders going to show up? You know what's going to happen? But mm-hmm. they've consistently shown us now. Now it's consistency that they know how to win football games. It's yeah. crazy. I'm telling you. And this was this was again a, a team that we were talking about before. West Virginia's a little streaky. Right. Once they they again, Letty Brown being that bell cow for them, Diggy just just enough. They mix in some uh, some Garrett Wilson or not. Godly, I every time I know his, I know his um, his numbers number six. Garrett Green. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Garrett Wilson. Garrett Green. Um, they mix him in just enough to do some off balance. You know, keep you on your toes as a defense. But Oklahoma State's defense, dude, 133 yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. In Morgantown? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? That this is a set. I'd love to actually know, you know, Garrett, a producer next year, we're gonna have you as our stat whiz, but under twenty yards rushing. When the last time that has happened in Morgantown, I'd love to know. I mean at home, dude, right? I mean that, that is crazy. Get kicked in the teeth at home. That just doesn't happen. I mean, I remember in high school. You know, it was home and away, and most of the time it was at the same stadium. So I was like, oh, home. what color jerseys are we wearing? Yeah. In college is where you really see yep. fans make a difference. You guys cheering in the stands and us now as right. we are yeah. fans right, right. make a difference. The, the energy, obviously the sound, yes, that's one thing. But the, the positive and negative energy in a stadium – being on at home or on the road is a huge deal. And so to not have that at home and to perform like that is always – you always question yourself like, golly, how did this happen at home? Yeah. You know, it happened to us a couple times against – well, once against the Baylor Bears, but 
a couple other times as well when I was playing. And uh, it just like, how did we just let that happen? And you hate losing at home too. Oh, it's, it's just one of those things that man, we you know we don't even I don't even like you know walking to class the next week when we lost at home. No, um, we didn't do it much. But um, so so interestingly enough, we have at Texas Tech, and then we got the Bedlam uh, the Bedlam game. So well, hosting TCU first. Uh yes then yes yes Tech. yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Te- yep yep. Sorry TCU. That that'll be great to watch. Can my guy travel? Talking about Chandler Morris, can he travel? Is the spark still there? Does Jerry Kill have this uh, rah rah just as much at home as he does away? And I want to say in a tough in environment, recent history, Ooh. and you guys can fact check me. I may be super wrong, but TCU's had some success on the road in Stillwater in the last decade, maybe once or twice. Ooh. I'm not saying it's a, it's a thing like you know it happens every time, but okay. I think there has been some success there. I don't think it's, they go. Uh, Oklahoma State's a good football team. TCU, you know, whether it's lightning in a bottle for Chandler Morris or he's a good player, I still don't think they have the firepower to come out and. Uh, yeah, and, I think I just I really do think there was a lot of things. I, and again, to your point, don't take anything away from the guy, but I mean, our defense could not get off the field. It was it was crazy how many. First off, they had eleven penalties. Just on just on TCU's uh, side of things, like that's that's insane to have. Just bear with me because I, I don't mean to go back to this game, but this is this is crazy. He's cry, he's crying still. So sorry, he sorry. Was whimpering when sorry. we walked in today. Sorry, I was saying sorry and no at the same time. Um, Thirteen penalties for 111 yards. Baylor had six for 65. My math right, carry the three. That's 19 penalties in total, which is stupid. Then you've got at least they were seven of fifteen, and I think five of those were were eight plus, which was just insane. How many things we were? Ah, it just, we should have just won, anyways. Ah, oh God, it just makes Bad. me so mad. So, I know, I know, I know. I'm so, sorry. Blocked so, field goals, missed field goals, interceptions. So hats off to Oklahoma State at Morgantown. <laughs> sorry. Get you off. Guys, we need to get this guy like a hot like and bothered, man. Yeah, really upset. Uh, so moving on, congrats to Oklahoma State. Big win. Got everything they want still ahead of them, unlike the Baylor Bears. I mean, God, sorry. I didn't mean to kick you while you were down there. Texas at Iowa State. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. This is a really interesting. And, and, buddy, I texted you and I said, is Casey Thompson hurt? And you were like, no. no. I had to go back and watch it. Dude, I I literally was sitting there and oh my god, this sounds horrible because I've done it a lot in my career, dirt in the ball. But I was like, did this guy just get the yips? Like he was making some bad decisions, bad throws. They go into the game and Casey Thompson um, does absolutely nothing in the first four drives. Um, he was two no, for he six something. for two he was, yards. He was dirting wide yeah, right, open guys. Right. In cuts. It was, it was a negative crossers, It was a negative out routes. Two of six for two yards in the first four drives. So then they bring in Hudson Card. He plays decent, whatever. Not near enough, not near good enough to even be competitive. But the big thing, Texas goes into the half again up. They're in the locker room at halftime where they can make adjustments, where they can talk it over, where they can pat each other on the back, where they can give each other foot massage, whatever they do in the locker room there at Texas, which I think is probably different than every other school. That's my fanship coming out again. Um, They come out in the second half and put up a goose egg. Not only do they put up a goose egg, they give up 21. And give up 21. Boom, boom, boom. There is a problem in Austin. I have said it on every single show. There is a problem with finishing. There is a problem with stature. There's a problem culturally. There's a problem in the front office, the back office, the side office, and the any other office that's there on the University of Texas campus regarding athletics. My goodness. I I don't even know what to say. I just feel so bad. Because we've both been there. Now, we've had off games. But to start that bad i mean if you guys have ever had the yips and if if you don't understand the reference the yips is is in reference to golf where you just can't it's like it's like charles barkley's golf swing you just there's a mental block legitimately a mental block so it's not yippy right 
I mean, he's he can finish throws. Right. It was just one of those things that I don't know if it was nerves. Um, it is. The finger. grass was too it high. Had too much popcorn. I too much popcorn. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was, but I feel so bad because I have been there. But it's just a lot of times it's like, you know, some drives you're like, damn, I was off then. So, so let me ask you this question. Yeah. Obviously, a quarterback issue in Austin. Much more than that, in my opinion. But how bad would the Texas Longhorns be this year? And they're already bad. But how bad would they be without Bijan Robinson? Answer that for me. They'd be bad, buddy. They would, they'd, be, they'd be really bad. He is bad. the only person on that team that gets positive yardage, game in and game out. And it's honestly sad for him. He could, If he was on an Ohio State or on an even an Oklahoma or on a Oregon, which they put in the top four, we'll talk about that in a second, which I think is complete BS. If he's on a primetime top-ranked team, he is in New York, no well, questions well, asked. Okay, hold on, timeout, because we, we still have, look, well, 24, 24, I mean, they put up 46, 20, uh, so they're probably averaging, um, I mean, I still think they're averaging probably 27, 31 points, something like that, a game, so it's not, they just haven't played a complete game, they haven't played to, together, so... Un- undoubtedly, though, to your question, yes, you take away Bijan, you probably take away. I mean, they're probably scoring seventeen to fourteen points a game. Correct. I mean, he the the and w- what we were talking about the first half the season, putting him in that Heisman list. I was putting him there because of what he is to this team. Um, staying on schedule, on schedule meaning like staying in front of the chains. Um, you know, second, four, third, and two, like that, that whole, what he gives you is, is just dynamic player running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield. I, I think that we are seeing right now, and this, this, this is not fun to be a fan of Texas. It's not fun to be a player of Texas, but I think when that halftime bell rings, it is like, here we go again. They almost expecting to lose. Yeah, I mean there is there is no when you when, again and, and that's I've a watched, coaching issue. It is, I, and I th- I think it's a coaching issue. But at the same time too, there is a leadership that is involved here in a in a locker room that says I don't I I don't want to use that word and cuss on this show, but f that. We have to go out and do this for us, Yes. right? It's the name on the front don't, of your jersey. It's the name on the back of your jersey. It is embarrassing. Don't go into halftime up saying, okay, let's play not to lose in the second half. No. Go in at halftime say, hey, boys, let's rally together. Let's make us some adjustments. We're only up by four points at half at Iowa State. We're in a good position. We got to win the second half. That's all we got to do. So let's put our foot on their throat and keep coming. First downs into touchdowns. First downs into touchdowns. And let's run them out of this stadium and at least have that mindset. You see the timidity of this football team that goes out in the second half and is trying not to make mistakes. You see that. That is a player issue. It's also a coaching issue. But you're right. You've got to have players step up in leadership roles, talking on the sidelines, yeah. bringing the guys together. Quarterback, right? where are you at? Get those offensive linemen together. Slap them on the butt. Tell them they're doing a great job. Bring the receivers over. Said, boys, get together. I'm go run your route the right way. If you do your route the right way, if you if you do if you do everything that you're supposed to do, I'm gonna put it on the money. Hey, Bijan, do your thing. I'm gonna make good decisions for you. Help me out whenever we're in, you know you're in pass blocking. Let's go freaking do this thing. I yeah. mean, just instilling no that confidence into There's... your teammates. And these guys get off on the sidelines and they put the camera on them and their the helmets up on their head and they look like they've seen a ghost. And I mean, get some There's energy. No ur- There's going. no urgency, and that's like, and that's the thing battle. that's tough because if you you know, and I don't know Steve Sarkeesian. I've never played under him. I've never been in the same room as him. He seems like a pretty even keel guy. I mean, when you watch him call plays on the sideline, when you watch him talk to his guys, three and out, pick, touchdown, doesn't really matter, doesn't have a whole lot of highs, doesn't have a whole lot of lows. If you are that guy 
That is totally fine. Be you. But have a guy that is a rah-rah guy. If it's a strength coach, if it's a D-line coach, if it's whoever that is, because it's both, right? It's that leadership, but there's also the the way that it is a trickle-down effect. Whoever the face of your program is and exudes, your team will become in some shape, form, or fashion. And if you have this lackadaisical, hey, we're, you know, we just gave up 21 points in the third quarter, and you're like, hey, man, what do you think, Trevor? What, what do you tell me? What do you guys think? That, that does not bode well. It, it does not work. It, so to Trevor's point, and I love it, you have to have some type of fire underneath you. Coach instilled but player-led. Yes, right? 100%. has to be given to the players. The players have to do it, but there has to be somebody that says, hey, Trevor, get your ass over here. Fire up your guys. I can't do it. You're the one in the pads. No doubt. You go do it. And the that's best, the best teams, and I terrible. think you would echo, echo this, the best teams I ever played on were player-led. Yes. 100%. Yeah, we had great coaching, and they held us accountable and all those things, but they were player-led. Bryce, tell me, and because uh, I'd love to share my experience as well. Tell me, were, were you the rah-rah guy for the Baylor Bears back in 2013, 2014? We had we had a couple of them, but I I I've always naturally been that guy. You've yeah. been a rah rah guy, yeah. yes. Yeah. But who el- who else? Give give an example. Um, of of who rah rah? Maybe a defensive guy. That, yeah, like, I mean, hell, his Sean, side of the ball. Sure. Yeah, Sean Oakman, Ahmad Dixon, Eddie Lackey. Um, my so these my, guys were vocal. Uh, oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. And and but again, because there was a standard that was given to us by Coach Cause. Coach Bryles had a persona about him that loved just absolutely loved um to beat the crap out of you like that's what he proved and wanted to do every saturday even as a coach just just felt that it was um me versus the world and that's what he gave to coach cause coach cause is the one our strength coach who's now at smu was the one who said and and again implemented it right he was the one that was like hey this is what Coach B wants. This is what oh, Boston dude, I remember, wants. I remember just, playing against you guys dude, and y'all's like dude, he come out string receiver fit. or up on the bleachers, like that, jumping around. And that started, and that started energy, in 2011, 20, 20, yeah, 2011, Griff's, Griff's Heisman year. And, and, but the thing was, we changed that culture inside out. Yes. We changed that culture inside out. And then once you start to win, once you start to finish games, then all of a sudden that becomes a standard to where if you do not own up to that standard, you're not playing. Right. Right? And that's that's what's so crazy about this team is because it's five-star after five-star. Those guys can recruit freaking Australia if they wanted to. That name goes east coast, west coast, north, south, all over the world. And, again, just like we, I, you know, we talked about on the After Dark show, didn't know this. I don't even know if I could say this. But Tom Herman was being recruited by Phil Knight. Literally, Phil Knight at Oregon said, give him whatever he wants. Tom said, man, I'd just love to go coach UT. Goes down there. That's what UT has. That's what they embody. They They embody a winning atmosphere, but they have lost that. So, Anyways, my couch quarterback is 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 done. It's over. Um, I just I I think that there needs to be a regrouping of leadership, and it can't come from Sark. And that is okay that it doesn't come from Sark, but somebody has to step up and do that. Agreed. All right, moving on. Last game of this week. Uh, we can touch on it real quick here because we got some fun stuff to talk about right after. Um, Kansas State at Kansas, the old in-state rival. Um, not much meat on the bone here. Good win by Kansas State, Dust thirty-five Vaughn. to ten. Yeah, Deuce Vaughn. Good Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, grief. That guy is an animal. If you don't know him, you need to you need to read about him. Small little guy, but uh, powerful, about as, electric. About as you know, big as this sixteen ounce beer can. And sixty-two, one sixty-two on eleven carries, three tutties, and then five uh, five through the air for sixty yards. He is their offense. It is fun watching him because it runs through twenty-two. Um, they've had some guys, you know, Darren Sproles uh, reminds me a lot of, um, or, or Deuce Vaughn reminds me a lot of Darren Sproles. Those guys are just fun to watch, man. They're just fun to watch. They're just ball players, um, absolutely fearless, yes. which is just, it's great to see. So um, I want to talk about the 
playoff picture just a bit. But before we do that, there's something we got to touch on. Texas Tech named their new fearless leader in your guy who we, you know, you put him in your initial coaching search right when Matt Wells was fired. Yeah. Joey McGuire leaving Baylor, going to be the head man at Texas Tech. Bryce, give us your thoughts on the hire out there. Do you think it's a, a great hire, first of all? which I'm, I'm sure you do, mm-hmm. but then give us your prediction. How long is it going to take for the culture changer himself to get that program turned around? And, and what does a turnaround in Lubbock even mean? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I don't think it's a great hire. I think it's an absolutely fantastic hire. Heard it there. For, her, heard it here first, folks. Yes. Sorry. Um, Coach McGuire was probably uh, – Head coach for um, his four square team in elementary school, probably got guys. You know, hey, I want you matched up here. I want you matched up here. Slapping guys in the butt. Probably recruited some guys from other schools. Um, then probably went on to middle school and said, you know what, the heck with getting. Wait, are you implying that jo- Joey McGuire played select four square? I Travel think... four square? As no, 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 no. Not even, not even select. Just took the kids that he had <laughs> and made them better. Um, that's exactly Keep what I going. think he's Keep been. Going. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, and Garrett's, Garrett's crossing fingers. I, I love this hire. Um, I think that Joey McGuire is, is just about as, as beautiful as a human as he is a coach. I think he's going to be great for what Lubbock needs. Um, I, I really, I really hate putting any, this is what the world is now. It's expectations, right? Um, I don't know. Has it come out who is, who his hires are going to be? I mean, yeah, I was about to say, cause I mean, they, you know, they just hired him. So I, I really can't wait to see who he's going to bring um, from an offensive standpoint, it, it, even a de- uh, defensive standpoint. But what that guy can do by himself is recruit. Yes. That guy can recruit. He has been uh, – he was Cedar Hill coach, Texas born and bred. Um, and they, they had crazy enough, man. When I, I moved to Midlothian in 06, um, before you Twitter people and, and Bryce YouTuber. Bryce a small-town guy. Yeah. D- don't come at me. I didn't move because of football. Um, just so everybody knows, um, I, we weren't very good. Um, but he had everything to do with me getting recruited. And I think I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. So I, I owe him a lot, but, but when you watch him around people, again, we just got off the subject of, of Steve Sarkeesian, great offensive mind. But when you see him around guys, do they love him? Mm -hmm. Do they want to play with him or for him? It's a big difference. Coach McGuire has that ability to make guys elevate, feel loved, and he's just captivating. He's yep. just absolutely captivating. They want to play with him. Um, and so I, I do think that he is going to um, present some, some hurdles for other Big 12 teams coming through Lubbock, um, hurdles in terms of recruiting. I think he's going to mix up the recruiting a little bit. I think that you're going to see some guys turn. Um, and I, I really think that he can turn this program around. And if they give him time, I think three years, yep. three years, he will be, it'll be kind of the, the, um, um, uh, Graham Harrell, Michael Crabtree, like that. It's not going to be that style of offense. It's not what I'm saying, but I do think it's going to be that, man, you come in to love it, but better be ready to play. No doubt. No doubt. I love the hire. And, uh, to your point, you hit a lot, a lot of the, the, biggest best points but from a recruiting standpoint you've got a guy that was at cedar hill that rode the wave when he took over there they hadn't had a winning uh, a winning record i think in like 10 years i was reading he turned it around took him to four state championships won three of them so obviously understands how to take a winning team he has now been with uh matt rule and um in the current dave aranda Mm -hmm. the current coaching staff um Matt Rule was 1-11 his first season. Mm-hmm. They turned that around, and now Dave Aranda comes in. Yeah. He's been a part of culture-changing environments. Now he's going to West Texas. He's got all the connections in the high school world. For you guys that don't know, high school coaching connections is yeah, huge massive. Absolutely massive. in recruiting. The article that I read, there are something like 20 to 25 blue chip recruits in Dallas Fort Worth which is a huge hotbed for recruiting for all the surrounding schools TCU Oklahoma Oklahoma State Tech Baylor all those 
Shit, Tech, LSU, A and yeah, all those. I mean, they, yeah, and, right, right, right. and not to mention the national guys, right. the guys that leave here and go national. But Texas Tech, an in-state school that is, in my opinion, great college town, all those things, did not get one of them in the 2021 class. That is what Joey McGuire is going to go to Lubbock. Notes, partner. That is some great news. He's going to go to Lubbock, and he is going to focus on getting a couple of those big recruits to change the yeah. culture, to say, hey, guys, I know that you can probably go wear some cool uniforms up in Eugene. Stay in Texas so your mom can come watch you play. Yeah. Come out to Lubbock. I'm going to take care of you, not monetarily, because that's not okay. It is now. But. Well, I guess it not from the coaching staff. Well, maybe it is. Maybe. I don't know. It's a wild, wild west. <laughs> Literally in West Texas. I'm going to take care of you. If you will come. Get you some and, of them oil wells. <laughs> right. If you will come and buy into what I'm trying to do. I've, I have wisdom. I've been mm. there before. We can build something special in four years. And I think he's going to sit in the living room of a lot of young players around this state. And he's going to get some blue chip guys. And I think he's going to turn that program around to where – Maybe they're not competing for a Big 12 championship, but at least they're winning seven, eight, nine, potentially a 10-win season every once in a while. I think he's going to get – I'm going out on a limb here. I think Joey McGuire is going to have a 10-win season in Lubbock within four years. Brother, I love it. You heard it here I first. I love it. I love it. You heard it here and, first. And, and really quick, just to piggyback on that, transfer portal. Yes. I think transfer portal is going to be huge – for Coach McGuire, and I think he already knows. He's got a, you know, his recruiting trail is not just high school. Um, again, that's why high school coaching is so big because who are the first guys that you know? Hey, man, I think, you know, Trevor might transfer. High school coach, yep. and then who has an in to all those high school coaches? So <laughs> that could have been bad. Um, so I think that this is a really, really good hire uh, for Texas Tech. Kudos to you guys. Um, you know, in in finding the right guy, building around him, let him go. He will change things for you. Okay, love it. Love the hire out there. That's big news in the Big 12. Let's step to a national scale just for a minute. Okay. And this implies a Big 12 team. Um, Bryce, we talked about this on our Saturday night show. Obviously, we've got the first college football playoff rankings out. Oklahoma drops, an undefeated Oklahoma drops all the way to eight. In the first rankings. Obviously, we've got more coming out this Tuesday. Um, but I went off saying that I think if Oklahoma wins out, they are in. Bryce, just give me your high level. Who do you think gets into the college football playoff and why? And we're not going to dive super deep into this. If you guys want to hear all that action, watch our national show on Saturday night. Uh, after dark show, we got into it this past weekend. It was great. Go watch the the, the recorded version or whatever. But Bryce, give us your Virtual thoughts headbutts. on how you think the final four shape out the college football playoff as we stand. As today. it sits right now, yes. As it sits right now, Michigan State is out. Right. Correct. Before I get into as it sits now, the the selection committee had Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon as its top four with Ohio State and Cincinnati first two sitting out. What that tells me is that OU, even being undefeated, Oregon losing to a terrible Stanford team, Oregon being the only one-loss team in that scenario, um, what that tells me is that the committee thinks nothing of Oklahoma and the wins that they have produced. When you talk about barely beating Tulane, Tulane is the last in the American Conference. When you talk about beating Kansas on a basically a last-ditch effort in the fourth quarter, again, style points, what we talked about in um, our After Dark show, is how does the rest of the top of the top, how would they play against the opponent that you're going up against? I know that you're sitting back and you can't wait till I get done I, with I'm, this. But I'm what? Strong. But what this is saying to me is that OU has a very big uphill battle to climb. But in saying that, and before I digress to my buddy Trevor, they do have a ranked Baylor team at Baylor. They do have an Iowa State team who's probably did did uh, did Iowa State get ranked this week? I know the AP poll came out. 
Anyways, it doesn't matter. They're going to Ames, and then they're going to – No, they're at home against home, Iowa home against Yeah. And then they're home going to State, a sorry. ranked Oklahoma State. And they're going to Oklahoma State, exactly, for the Bedlam game. So there is enough meat there that I do think that they can make their way up. But can they hop Iowa State, and can they hop Oregon, which most likely Ohio Oregon State, will – Ohio State. What did I, I say? You said oh, uh, Iowa State. Sorry, Ohio State. Ohio State is going to be in, and – I think if they went out, if they went out, if Ohio State wins out, which they have a tough schedule as well. But as it sits right now, Michigan State is going to be out. Oregon's going to be at three. Ohio State's going to be at four. What happens with Cincinnati? I think Michigan bumps up and now you have Oklahoma sitting at seven or eight. Can they hop three teams? All right. So who is your final four as it stands today? Who's making the playoff? I got Georgia. I got Alabama. Oregon and Ohio State. Is oh, my, top my four gosh. Right this guy's a joke. Oregon. As it sits right now? Oregon. I think if Oregon and Oklahoma play, I think Oregon beats them. All right. You're telling me that Oklahoma has made the playoff, what, four times now? Three times? Three or four times? Every single one of those times, they have one loss. Sure, they had Baker Mayfield. Sure, they had Kyler Murray. Sure, they had Jalen Hurts. But you're telling me the year that they can make, if they go undefeated, the year they go undefeated as a Power 5 undefeated champion, Big 12 champion, mm-hmm. that they will get turned away to a one-loss Pac-12 champion, which you even admitted to me the Pac-12 is inferior to the Big 12. It is. Just because Oregon beat Ohio State week one, week one, anything could happen. Nobody knows who they are week yet. Week three, but. Whatever, week two, week what week three, it was early on. You're telling me that an undefeated power five historic program in Oklahoma who is undefeated, let me say that one more time, undefeated is not going to make the playoff over a one-loss Oregon team who got embarrassed by Stanford. That's what you're telling me. I'm telling you that the committee has ranked four teams oh. in front of your unde- four one okay, loss at teams this point, in front of at this right? point. Yeah, at this point. Okay, I hate the org- I hate the fact teams. they put Oregon there because that means that they have to like Oregon's going to win out. They play I hate in a to break boo-boo you, conference. But, but if Oregon wasn't there, Ohio State would be there. Okay, but but if Oklahoma finishes their season beating three ranked teams and yeah. are undefeated, they're still not making it in? You didn't ask me that. You said as it sits right now. No, I said at the end of the year if Oklahoma's undefeated. <laughs> That's not what you said. I said both. Uh, I said both. Fair enough. I said both. That's fine. If Oklahoma goes undefeated and they beat three ranked teams in Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. I think they're four or five, 100%. Four or five is a huge deal because four is in and five is out. Because Ohio State and Michigan still have each other to play. As is Michigan State. That that is going to be okay. a hell of a run if, to Big Twin or Big Ten. It, okay, so we've got to go up to one and two. You said Georgia, Alabama. That is assuming that is assuming that You're Alabama right. Right. beats Georgia in the right. in the SEC championship. Because if Alabama loses, now they're a two loss team. Do you still put them in? No. No. A lot of people are saying yes. I know, and I I don't think I don't think you can do that. That's that's that's. Pardon my French. That's horseshit. If you do that to a two a two loss Bama just on based on what they've done, but you have presented the same argument based on what OU has done in the past, gets them there because they're undefeated not be, today. Not because of what they've done in the past. I really. understand that, I but what that, you're you're but saying they are that a power it's a five one loss team. team. I know that, but what you're saying is it's a one loss team and they're undefeated today. So how does that make any sense that you put? But the Baker teams, the Kyler teams. Those teams are so much better than this team right now. I understand that Caleb Williams has given the OU Sooners a spark, but what this is presented is, again, Tulane, last team in their conference. Nebraska, last team in their conference. And they took Kansas, add Kansas to the fourth quarter. How? Okay. Why? But Style listen points. to yourself. You cannot- <laughs> listen to yourself. I'm parenting oh, you right gosh, now. Oh, gosh, I love it. Listen to yourself talk. I'm undefeated. You're in. That is why do we play why do we play the game? 
Cincinnati could be saying the same Listen, thing. Why do you play the game? To win. That is the first and foremost. Then you get into all this crap that this committee that sits around a big, rich mahogany desk and makes all these stupid decisions. That that's what you get into after that. Because of people like you who 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't even people I couldn't even, like I couldn't even say that seriously. People like you who who try and dive too deep into this. They're an undefeated what are power you five team. About dive too deep. Okay, real quick. If you had undefeated power five, so then who team. would be who would be your top four right now based on the same thing that you just said? People like me that don't look at style points. Who would be your top four right now? I'll tell you one thing: an undefeated Georgia power five champion, undefeated, and an undefeated Oklahoma power five Big Twelve champion are both in. Okay, are both and your in. next two. Go. Big Ten champion if they've got one loss. I'm talking about right now. Who would your top who would your four be if you were in the selection committee along with all of us? Who I'm would not, your selection committee be right I, now? Listen, one, two, three, four. We're in it we're having a different conversation. Why are you deflecting? What is one, two, three, four? Listen, are we talking about right now? Because I'm fine with being right now. I'm fine with Oklahoma being out right now. They haven't do you, Garrett, do you hear this? They haven't do you, no 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 no. What your Listen whole argument is the fact that they're not in right now. No, no, my whole argument is the fact that they will be in if they stay undefeated, because they play three ranked teams. That's I what agree. I just said. You said as it sits right no, now. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Can we can we rewind this tape? We have not been arguing what happens on January seventh. That's we what have- I've been arguing. Was a. Th- That's why I even said it. They have to play. They get to play. Get to play three ranked teams and they'll be in. Right now, we're, as we look at it, do I think they should be in? Yes, because they're an undefeated pa- uh, Power Five conference. But I'm okay if they're out right now. If they don't, if they go undefeated and they don't get in, now I'm pissed. Okay, so you're saying undefeated Georgia? Naturally, that's one and two. Georgia's what gonna, we talked about, right? Everybody's playing so, for second right now. Georgia's running fine. away with this thing. Okay, so where would you put? Would you put OU at? Two, three, or four at the end of the year, if they are undefeated, and then you have will what will be a a one loss Big Ten team, and then who is your fourth? So because we I, have three spots to fill. So it depends on the SEC championship. If Alabama beats Georgia, they're both one loss. They're still one and two, in my opinion. Agreed. I I would agree with that. Okay. So then I think you put an undefeated Oklahoma team now with three more um, solid yeah. ranked wins at three. Okay. So it'll be it'll probably be Alabama, Oklahoma in a semifinal. Okay. And Georgia and one lost Big Ten champion, which is I hope I Ohio State in in the other semifinal. So I've got I've uh, yeah, but dude, I have such Georgia, a of have, how Alabama, Oklahoma, and Ohio. This State. is what the sixth, the sixth, um, you know, college football playoff, and it's been the same four teams hey, outside monopoly, of man. Notre Dame. It's a monopoly. So you just want to see somebody else. I especially if Oklahoma look if Oklahoma gets out of these games, winless, I which think, there is no way. I think this that is a happens. year that that somebody could go in the playoff. Again, Ohio State did it several years ago and beat Alabama. But I think this year, somebody – like we just saw with LSU this weekend against Alabama. I think right. there's actually a chance for somebody to go in the playoff against Alabama. If th- Let's be honest. And Alabama's not going to yeah, freaking beat no. Georgia. They're not going to the playoff. No. They're a two-loss team. So we're t- we need, I need to resh- reshuffle my, my top four anyways. Um. Yeah, and, elf and, that's th- elf, and that's the thing. Elf, do you, okay, elf, so do you in the think- spirit of Christmas, elf it. I'm going Georgia number one, okay. Oklahoma number two, Ohio State number three, freaking undefeated Cincinnati at number four for the playoff. I just I don't, don't see, I don't see they'll put Oregon dude, in there, which I'd, is stupid. But anyways, I digress. We're getting too deep into this. We're a Big Twelve podcast, and we're that's talking true. national. But if you want our thoughts, join the After Dark show. Me and Bryce will scream at each other again. Yeah. Or or tweet us. It's unhealthy marriage we've got going on here. I think it's a very healthy marriage. I think you just need to understand what you're arguing and then present that. I am as clear as day on my argument. As clear as absolute day. Yeah, Pierce. If All right. Oklahoma goes undefeated, 
and they win a Power Five conference with three more ranked wins, do they should you go think to in? the playoff. Yes, that, every time. That Clear would be day. the argument. Do you think they go in at that point? You said as it sits now. Anyways, all right. Whatever. As it sits right now, we have one, two, three, four, five games coming up. But before we get to our games coming up um, and get to hear Bet Rivers, I would love to tell you guys about Bet Rivers. Um, now, here's the thing: if you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, you're ridiculously uh, dumb. miss. You're you, dumb. I wasn't gonna say that, but you're missing a, a good a good damn time. Uh, well, it's now now is the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable, unlike Trevor's arguing <laughs> ability. With football kicking off in the action, or get in the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app, must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem, Trevor? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gambler. I love All right, it. let's get into it, Bryce. Okay. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. We have, Garrett, thank you as always for doing this, man. This is such a cool thing that we do. All right, so we have OU at Baylor, big game in Waco. OU at five and a half mm-hmm. point favorite with the over-under set at 63 points. You know, Baylor coming off a, a big loss, right? I think Dave Aranda, we've talked about him all year, uh, being a culture guy. I think he gets his team ready to play better than uh, almost anybody in the Big 12, uh, maybe even nationally. So I believe in the guy. I think they will bounce back. I love this line, to be honest with you. Uh, it's going to be a close game. Every time nowadays that Oklahoma travels on the road to Baylor or even plays Baylor, that's become a rivalry game. Yep. And uh, McLean's going to be rocking. The Sailgators will be out there. If you guys have never been to Waco for a, a game, the new stadium and the area around it makes for just a unbelievable tailgating experience. It's awesome. You don't have to tr- walk a million of miles to get to the stadium. You're right there. It's it's super relaxing, super fun. You should go down. That's a plug to Waco. Thank you. You can visit Chip and Joanna Gaines and Magnolia and all that fun stuff while you're at it right there on the river. But I love the line. Um, I'm going to take OU minus five and a half. I think they'll win by a touchdown. Okay, so I'm going just a little bit over that that line there. Um, but I think OU wins by seven in a really, really fun game to watch. It's 11 o'clock kick, which I think it would have been the primetime game if it, was, um, if it was a different turnout for Baylor this last week. But still going to be a fun game to wake up and watch on Saturday morning. Okay. Thoughts? I think Baylor comes Dude, out and throws haymakers. This is me versus you, by the way. Yeah, I know. I don't I like know. You. I don't like you this week. That's no fine. wonder we got in a fight. Loser vice Chick Fil A. Um, I think Baylor comes out and throws some haymakers this week. Um, I actually like Baylor in this one. All right. I got Baylor by three. Um, I think Dave Aranda is going to have these guys rocking. I think they're already going to be. You know, from a uh, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice, I think guys are going to be pissed. Um, I think they're going to clean up stuff in the back end. I think they're going to clean up their their um, first and second down approach, hopefully. And I think they're going to come out and throw some haymakers. Have fun playing. So, we love Bet Rivers. We appreciate the uh, minus five and a half and, and, and the numbers here. Bryce, yes. straight up, Baylor OU, me versus you. Toe meets rubber. You want to go straight up? Win loss for Chick Fil A, and maybe they'll give us a, a, a like an ad read or something. That'd be cool, dude. That would be straight cool. up Chick Fil A on the game. Chick Fil A, done. You saw it here first. And next week on the Trevor and Bryce show, if you guys watch the video copy, which you should, because my colleague he keeps that fresh shaven beard looking really good. <laughs> next week, the loser has to wear that shirt oh gosh if baylor loses you have to wear an ou shirt if oklahoma loses i'll wear a baylor shirt deal i'll wear a tank and chick-fil-a will be sitting in the middle of us beautiful done deal you guys heard it first and we whoever wins gets to eat the delicious waffle fries in front of the other one and And they don't get order for the other guy deal deal all right you heard it here first salad all right let's go all right sooner keep rolling west West Virginia. virginia at kansas state 
price. The line is set at Kansas State minus six and a half. What do you got here? Yeah, Deuce Vaughn. We all know that the Mountaineers do not travel near as well as they play at home. They got the freaking crap beat out of them, um, you know, from our pokes and, and mullet land um, last week. I got Kansas State uh, by 10 here, so I like that line. 47 and a half. I'm actually taking the under there. Kansas State, great place to play. They play really well at home. Great student section. I'm taking the Wildcats as well, minus six and a half. I like the line here. Um, I'm going to go over 47 and a half in Manhattan, the Little Apple this weekend. Nice. Keep it rolling. Iowa State at Texas Tech. Iowa State minus 11. That will change when old Coach McGuire's up there, but not yet. Iowa State minus 11. I'm taking the Cyclones minus 11. Um, I think that they are hitting their stride. I think Brock Purdy's playing really well, really good football, playing really well. I think that Brees Hall is uh, just an absolute Clydesdale in the back in the backfield for the Cyclones. Um, again, Texas Tech, new coach. Is it the same type of atmosphere as TCU? I don't think so. Um, you know, Sonny Cumbie's kind of running the show up there. They got their teeth kicked in by Oklahoma. Um Taking the Cyclones in this one, minus 11. I got I got them minus 11 as well. Over, under, I, I'm, I'm actually going to say under. Um, rolling. Kansas at UT. Last game of the week. Man, hopefully. Well, we, got, we got one more after this one. Oh, yeah, there is one more. Sorry. Kansas at Austin. DKR, hopefully. There's going to be some booze, dude. There's going to be some booze. I already know it. There's going to be some booze, but hopefully the Longhorns can at least get some sort of confidence. But minus 29 for the way that they've been playing, I ain't taking that. I'm yeah, taking Kansas plus 29, mm. and I'm, I'm actually putting a couple bucks on that one. Are you? Heck yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking Kansas as well. Um, 29 points is a lot of points. I know. I, I am taking – yeah, I mean, it, look, Texas doesn't play bad – defense or, or a bad game in the first half it's just the second half just see what happens but there will i think there'll be some boo birds here all right um now T the last game tcu at oklahoma state could be Jerry a fun Kill one keep it going could be a fun one um oklahoma state again tough place to play up there at boone pickens in stillwater always enjoyed the atmosphere you got the paddles on the uh pads that that line the the wall a, a great place to go. If you're a College Town fan, Stillwater, Waco, Lubbock, Norman. I mean, the Big 12 is full of them. It's, right? it's take Take some road towns. trips, guys. I mean, yep. Get out of the house. Get off your lazy tail and freaking <laughs> go to some football games. Drink <laughs> some beer. Um, I am taking uh, I'm taking Oklahoma State in the game, but I'm taking TCU in, in the bet here. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm taking TCU plus 12 and a half. Um, Oklahoma State's going to win the ball game by 10 points. Oklahoma State's winning by 10 points, but you're taking the line? Yeah, Oklahoma State's winning the game by 10 points, but they're Your a 12-and-a-half-point favorite, which means I'm taking TCU in the bet. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure. So I'm you're taking, taking TCU Oklahoma State in the game, winning by 10 points. Right. I'm taking TCU in the bet, plus 12-and-a-half. Okay. I got a little confused there, Garrett. Sorry about that. Um, I'm taking Oklahoma State. I think it's their defense is rolling, and I think they're already ready uh, for a big showdown here in a couple weeks um, against Oklahoma. So I got I got them um, winning by at least 17 points at home. That's just a tough place to play. All right. So we disagree on a few. We'll we'll see it uh, how it goes this weekend. But guys, that's it. That's another show. God, this show's so good. I love it. Guys, again, we thank you guys show. so much. Before we sign off, just a shout-out. I'm wearing the shirt today. Show Let me slide. Today. Field of 12 media. We've got guys covering the Big Ten, the SEC, all over the country, right? Bryce and I, of course, covering the Big 12 with the Trevor and Bryce show. Hey, follow us on Twitter. Send us your questions. Some of you guys are. Um, who's our guy that we we're going to shout out this week? Oh, dude, I did want to shout out. Man, my guy is John incredible. John Shoop. John Shoop. Boomer Appreciate you, man. Shoop 99. Boomer Shoop 99. Man. Appreciate all your interaction, man. Um, it's been fun to, uh, to see that. Knows his stuff. Absolutely know your stuff, man. And and you could probably run this show. Um, but send us uh, send us messages on, on Twitter. 
Um, follow us, subscribe. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast, subscribe to it. Feel the 12 media. It's on YouTube. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on, uh, on Twitter, everywhere, right? So um, we enjoy this. We love it. We love talking Big 12 football with you guys. And uh, we'll be back next week. College football playoff rankings are coming out shortly. we got a big weekend in college football. Bryce, even though we yelled at each other today, I still love you. And with love that, you too, thank you. That made my heart go pitter-patter. With that, another week on the Trevor and Bryce Show. We'll see you next week.